This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. They couldn't believe I didn't watch The Office. I've never seen The Office. Don't know about The Office. <laughs> Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Sings it for the end zone. Caught by Kelsey on a slant. Touchdown, Kansas City. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Jay Kinnaman, a three for the tie. Off the backboard, it's good. Jay Kinnaman makes it in. Everything happening in the sports world. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator to complement his fastball, the Terminator. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I fear the Reaper today. Yeah, because I, I feel I just feel like death warmed over today. <laughs> I really do. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM KBBE, or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, maybe the most tired, exhausted, dragging man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Are you doing okay, Steve? I'm worried about you. It's been a long week. It really has. Steve has posted 715 (laughs) stories to midkansasonline.com this week. I'm nervous for you, Steve. Not that many, but I'll bet it's... I think your hands are going to fall off. Well, when you got uh, as many places as we cover and as many sports... Spring sports is is the most voluminous that we have. It's a whole other animal. It really is. Uh, A lot of spring sports... uh, a lot of the schools have four and five sports. McPherson has seven sports. Uh, you know, it's it's just a very busy time of year. There are not very many days that I would imagine Steve just sits around and prays for rain. And once rain outs, I think he likes when everything runs as normal. But I think if you ask Steve, he'd be a big fan if a lot of events got postponed on one day. If a big rainstorm came in on a Tuesday or a Thursday, Tuesday, I think Steve yeah, would be all for it. Yeah, Tuesday is really the busiest day. Now Thursday, I, I think we had 15 or 16 stories posted today, so uh, lots going on. In fact, I am still working on today's. I have not gotten all the photos posted yet from the Kendall Shaw's photos from the three uh, events from yesterday that he took pictures of, so... Um, and I'm finishing up middle school track results. Let me tell you, that's pages and pages and pages of results. Steve, the one thing I can guarantee that you have to be thrilled about is that you are not covering the Dodge City track and field team. Do you know why? No. I saw somewhere earlier today that they have 195 competitors going to one meet today. You're kidding. How would you like to report on all 195 placers? That That is an amazing amount. It would be interesting to see if they win the meet. <laughs> well, they've got enough people that they should get some points. Mm-hmm. But, Steve, it's been a very busy, busy week for us. A lot and, of home games. That's the thing. And that makes it nice. It, it, we are top-heavy this year on home games. Early. Early, yeah. Because I think, what is it, baseball and softball are gone now for almost a month? They will be gone, I believe, for the rest of the month of April. Yeah, today is the And then we'll pick them up in the beginning of May. Soccer will have about one home game a week for the rest of the spring. Right, because they play two games a week, and generally one of them is on the road. So we are starting to calm down a little bit. These first couple of weeks, 
were just overload, overkill, just over and over and over again. Every single day was something. Well, we had three yesterday or last week. It was we had three broadcasts, and this week two broadcasts. And now we're going to get on kind of a stretch where we just have one a week. So our lives are beginning to calm down a little bit. Not for Steve. I think he's got all sorts of work coming up with the rest of this day. Steve, we're excited to play in the Masters tournament this weekend out at Turkey Creek. That's right. Not not the real Masters, not the green jacket. 76 players, I believe it is. It's going to be a lot of fun. Do you think you can walk away with the red jacket? No. Why not? Well, there's like five guys that I know that are better than me in my flight. But Steve, the- what, what do they say? It's not about who's better. It's about who wants it more, who's going to try the hardest. Oh, I'll compete. Steve, you're a competitor. You know me. You I, are a gamer. I flounder on the front nine and always bring it back on the back to salvage some respectable score. But I'm going to be playing the white tees, which I never do tomorrow. That is, It's going to be very odd to be hitting half wedges on holes where I normally hit like nine or eight iron. Now, the one thing that – it's either going to be one of two things that happen with this. Steve is either going to play out of his mind, and he is going to be saying, oh my gosh, playing from the white tees, what a day it was, I should start doing that more often, or Steve is going to really chunk it around with his wedges, and he is going to sit here all weekend, and then all of next week going, God, it's just so dumb, I have to play from the white tees, I'm well, not I, used to it. I know I know somebody that's eligible to play from the white tees um, this weekend, but... Uh, Pride, I think, is set in, and he's going to play the blue tees. Pride has set in. What about pride for you? I have no pride. You have no pride? No. Steve, one thing I know that a lot of people in McPherson are proud of, or at least one person, that is the coach of the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners, Steve Henson. Yeah. I think they're proud of that guy. I think so. You want to talk to him here in about 10 minutes? I think so. Well, we're not going to talk to him live. I know that. We did talk to him on Wednesday afternoon, though. We we enjoyed our conversation because he will be coming to speak at Central Christian on Thursday of next week. And And we are encouraging everybody to go watch that. And when I came to town in 79, Steve Henson was absolutely tearing it up as a, I think he was 10 or 11 in the Junior Olympics. And he was a national, I think he was a national champion in the Junior Olympics. Of course, he went on to become a high school state champion, high jumper, he was a pole vaulter. He was a javelin thrower. Uh, he was an amazing track and field athlete. When He was a decathlete at K-State. Right. A lot of people don't remember that, but he was a decathlete at K-State. One thing that we're excited to talk about with him, and I know that Steve is going to ask him this question, is he was talking about the very beginning of his high school basketball career. I'll never forget it. And if your story holds up, and I think this is the way it was, is that Steve was a sophomore when his dad, Mike, took the job in what would have been the 1983-84 season. Correct. Because I think he was an 86 grand. Right. And going into that, and Coach Henson will talk about it, he'll say, well, you know, going into that, there weren't a lot of sophomores that played. There weren't a lot of sophomores that got minutes in the McPherson High basketball program. The late, great Jay Frazier out on OI-40, old Jay Frazier, he he liked to play upperclassmen, and sophomores really just didn't play that much uh, unless you were extra special. And you know, the thing that I think everybody in town was probably buzzing about back in December of 1983 is going, is this new coach going to start his sophomore son on the team? Oh, yeah. Are they going to start him? There was a lot of consternation and hand-wringing around town because this was bucking tradition. You just did not do this. 
And Steve, of course, at the at the junior high level, uh, back then, you know, freshmen were at the junior high. So uh, Steve, was he'd moved up as a sophomore. It turned out, as it was, Steve could have probably maybe started as a freshman. He was that good. <laughs> One, there were all sorts of doubts and people saying, how dare this guy throw his son out there? And after about the first quarter, I think he had a big dunk and had about 12 points. And people went, okay, yeah, maybe he's all right. He's pretty he, uh, good. He quickly won the crowd over with the way he played. He was always diving on the floor after loose balls. His legs were all skinned up. His elbows were all skinned up. I mean, that's how he played. And uh, the Bullpups had gone a long time without making the state tournament. Uh, you know, they used to be, when Jay was toward the end of his career, the Bullpups kind of had a little bit of a, drought in talent and uh steve henson and that bunch tommy Pyle, uh i can't remember brian gibson i think was on that team scott peterson those guys got the bullpups back to state and they made it both his sophomore junior years then his senior year and in fact i did not want to bring this up oh I, I didn't bring this up to him but the bueller game his senior year where was that the one where it was sold out it was sold out about 500 people uh got turned away from mcpherson and they were not happy he had to watch it in cafeteria and uh, the Bullpups, had, they'd lost their first game of the year when I think 19 in a row and then got beat by Bueller in the sub-state finals. Ooh. Yeah, that was not fun. Would not have been a fun time. Steve, you want to turn things over to him here in just a minute? Let's turn it over to him. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we will talk with the head men's basketball coach for the University of Texas, San Antonio. That is Steve Henson. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon. It's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, we're very excited about this interview that we're about to play for you all because this was one we've been looking forward to for a long time. Joe Johnston, our good friend from here at the radio station, formerly now over at Central Christian, I think he came in in, like, October, and said, guys, put it on your calendar. Steve Henson is coming to town on April 11th. We're going to get him on the show on April 3rd. And then April 3rd rolled around and didn't really work out for our schedule. Mm -hmm. So we recorded with Coach Henson on Wednesday, and now we're going to play it this afternoon. And again, he'll be speaking at Central Christian College on Thursday evening. And he talks a little bit about what he's going to be talking about in his speech, and I'm sure there will be a chance for everybody to hear all of his McPherson High basketball stories. And he talked about some of those here. We talked a little bit about his team at the University of Texas San Antonio this year, what they've been doing the last couple of years. We even get a Final Four prediction from him for what's coming up this weekend. And Steve will talk about that next, but very excited about yeah, this interview. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've known Steve since, again, I've known Steve 40 years. Great guy. Hardest working guy you'll ever see. Uh, he's as hard as working coaching as he was as a player. Without further ado, we'll turn things over to the University of Texas San Antonio head men's basketball coach, Steve Henson. 
We're joined now on this afternoon's show by the head men's basketball coach at the University of Texas, San Antonio, and former McPherson High great, former Kansas State great, Coach Steve Henson, as he is getting ready to speak at Central Christian College next week, coming up on Thursday, April the 11th at 7 o'clock. Coach Henson, I know that this is a busy time, and at least in terms of your mind, with the NCAA tournament going on. Have you been able to keep up with the games, or is this a time for you to break away and go on vacation and, and not pay attention to basketball? Well, it's certainly not time for vacation yet. Um, the way the new recruiting stuff is going, uh, it's just to just switch gears and move into something else. I didn't watch, you know, didn't watch the end of a lot of those conference tournaments. We got eliminated in our own conference tournament. Uh, I wasn't in the mood to watch some of those other games. But then, as uh, last few weekends have moved along, uh, I've seen a lot of terrific ball games. I thought last weekend was one of the best weekends overall in, in many, many years in terms of just terrific games. And terrific outcomes and players making plays, making shots. It's pretty fun to watch. Well, Steve, do you feel like uh, you're, you've finished three years now at uh, San Antonio? Do you feel like you're making the progress you'd like, or do you feel like it's maybe not as fast as you'd like or about what you thought it would be? Well, you know, if you, if you don't look at the records, you know, the, the, the best measuring stick for us, you know, a program like ours, really is, is how are we doing uh, in, in our league, you know, because the, the non-conference stuff can really, the overall records and the non-conference records can be skewed so easily just by the scheduling, non-conference scheduling. So uh, the best measure for, for us is, is our conference uh, results. And if you look at it that way, we feel great about it. You know, we inherited this team, uh, this program three years ago. They, they finished last the year before, had won five games total, had won two or three league games, I think. And uh, we, we quickly jumped it up to ninth. We finished ninth in the first year. And then the second year, we finished fifth. Uh, this year, we finished tied for second. So um, that, that's really what we're looking at. And, and yeah, the progress has been, has been very good. We, we, we had some challenges there early on and, and addressed them. We were able to get in here in year one and, and work on our culture, work on our identity, how we were going to conduct ourselves, how we were going to play. And then in year two, we brought in some really talented scorers, which we desperately needed, shooters and scorers. And uh, then this past year, again, our overall record was not great. We didn't go off to a great start. Um, but, but overall, it was probably one of the best years UTSA has had in a long, long time. So, yeah, we felt pretty good about it. And this year, the Conference USA was just a one big league with – Old Dominion, the one team that made it through, they won the conference tournament. But there have been some really good teams in that conference that have been tournament staples, whether it's a Western Kentucky team. Middle Tennessee State had a great win in the tournament a couple years ago, then they followed it up, I believe, by being an 11 seed or a 6 seed. How far away do you think the Conference USA is from being a two-bid league on a regular basis or maybe even a three-bid league? Do you see that happening here in the near future? Well, we, we all hope so. Um... Yeah, you mentioned, you know, we've been a, been a one-bid league for, for several years now. And actually, as good as Old Dominion was this year, this was the first year in the last five that, that our league didn't win the first round of the NCAA tournament. UAB beat, uh, beat a Power 5 opponent like four years ago. Uh, Middle Tennessee won a couple games. Marshall beat Wichita State last year. So we had a stretch of four straight years where, where our you know automatic qualifier went and knocked off big-time programs. So... Uh, the top of our league is very, very strong. That's no secret. It's been, like I said, Middle Tennessee it was terrific there for quite a while. You mentioned Western Kentucky. Um, UAB was very good. Uh, Marshall was good last year. Old Dominion. There's, and there's a lot of proud programs. UTEP was down this year, but certainly a, a, 
tradition-rich program. Charlotte, again, was a little bit down this year, but uh, you look back over history, they've had a lot of success. So there, there are some really, really strong teams at the top. The issue has just been the, the bottom. The bottom of the league has pulled down our, our overall uh, numbers and rankings, and, and so uh, we've, we've tried to come up with some creative ways to, to help that, but bottom line is, is everybody needs to, to win more non-conference games to elevate the status of our league, and and uh, there were five new coaches in our league this, this past year, and I think all of them are certainly on the, on the right track to rebuild the programs that have been struggling a little bit. So, so I do think, I do think uh, that we're close to getting you know, a, another bid, get, getting a, an at-large bid at, at least, if not, if not two, like you mentioned. Well, Steve, you were an assistant coach with Lon Kruger at many big programs, Illinois, Florida, UNLV, and, of course, Oklahoma. How does the basketball in your conference compare to – those programs you were at is it that far behind or is it catching up because it seems like there's a lot of parity around the country now yeah, oh there really is there really is no i, I think again the, the teams at the top of our conference i mean if, if old dominion were to line up uh in, in the big 12 they, they wouldn't have looked different you know that body wise I mean, they're big strong powerful teams those other teams that finished in the top part of our league you know physically match up pretty well that's an area we're still trying to catch up a little bit. We aren't quite as, as, as strong and, and, and deep up front on the front line, certainly as Big 12-type programs and, and those Power 5 programs. But, yeah, you get some terrific, terrific guards and terrific uh, talent uh, at this level. You know, Conference USA is, is a very, very strong uh, brand and a strong league. So it's, it's not, not a huge disparity, maybe, again, with, with overall depth. You know, if you start looking at the 8th, ninth, 10th, guys at Power 5 programs, they may be more talented, certainly, than, than, than our 8th and 9th, 10th guys in our league, but, uh, but it's not a huge gap. Well, Coach Henson, basketball has taken you a lot of places across the country, a lot of places around the world, and I'm sure you get asked this question a lot whenever they find out that you're from McPherson, Kansas, you played at Kansas State. Do people ask you sometimes and say, well, how did you end up here after being at McPherson or being playing at Kansas State and especially ending up in a big state like Texas with so many big schools and so many big towns. Do people ask you about that very often in your basketball journey? Yeah, it comes up from time to time. Certainly looking back, you know, we're, we're proud of, of uh, all those stops along the way. It's been, you know, the game has been so good to me and my family and like you said, it's allowed us to, to take jobs all over the country but then certainly travel and play and experience foreign tours and things all over the country and all over the world so uh it's, it's pretty special you know growing up at mcpherson the, the, the game is so popular and uh, we grew up as kids hearing about the state champions from the 70s and every now and then a couple of days a week we'd see those guys and they would whoop up on us <laughs> um, you know and we, we we wanted to, to reach that same those same uh goals that, that they had accomplished and, and uh you know my time at k-state was terrific being being that close to home uh, made those four years wonderful. So, uh, yeah, it's just just part of it. And then I was I was fortunate enough to to uh, when, when it was time to, to hang it up and stop playing professionally, I joined Coach Kruger, and again was able to follow him around to some, some terrific stops. So it's been it's been fun, and, and uh, really enjoyed every step along the way. Well, Steve, you talked about uh, your playing days at McPherson High. What do you remember most as a bullpup? Uh, as, a, as a player. Yes, as a player. Yeah, just, just just the vibe in the roundhouse, the atmosphere. You know, again, growing up there and watching those games, watching the first invitation tournament, those those teams would come to town, and you know, as a kid, you know, trying to get autographs from those 
those elite players that came through there, and then time time goes pretty fast. Next thing you know, we're we're lined up and playing there, and um, it was just just such a terrific experience. You know, the, the atmosphere was great, the expectations were high, and uh, we we found a way to win a lot of ball games. You know, and, and uh, playing for my dad certainly was was very special. It was, um, I, I didn't help him win any of those state titles. <laughs> he had to get me out of the way, and then he started winning a bunch of them with my brother and those guys. But uh, really enjoyed those days. Well, I always tell people the one game I remember uh, you playing was your very first game. I think it was against Winfield, and you had like 29 points and 14 rebounds. But I think what everybody remembered most was a dunk that you had. Very first game. No one really knew that much about you. You know, they'd seen you in junior high. But uh, you burst onto the scene, and, and one thing I think people remember most about you is how hard you played. And I just wonder, does, does, does that carry over to your teams? Do you really enforce you've got to play harder than the other team? Yeah, yeah. The story you mentioned was, you know, I, I, my memory is not always that good. I do remember that just because there were questions. You know, Coach Frazier had been there so long, was such a legendary coach, typically didn't start the younger guys. And my dad took over, uh, threw me into the starting lineup, and, Certainly, if I had not played well, <laughs> we both probably had to answer a lot of questions there. But fortunately, we got got rid of that uh, right out of the gates and, and, and had a good game that first game. But yeah, I mean that's that's just who I am, you know. And, and I've come come to realize that, you know, in the, in the coaching, uh, moving up as a coach and trying to get a head job. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys that, that are better recruiters. There's guys that are flashy that, that can crush the press conferences and, and, and interviews. And, and uh, that's not me. I mean, I'm more of a blue-collar guy. And, uh, I know my strengths and my weaknesses, but and then certainly your personality often does carry over as a coach. And so, yeah, our guys are going to play hard. We're going to take charges. We're going to dive on the floor for loose balls. And, uh, I like up-tempo basketball. And didn't play. We played that in high school at K-State. We didn't. We were kind of a slower down, slow down team. But we're playing very, very up-tempo down here. But, but still at the root of all of it is, is having that. Uh, identity of, of toughness and rebounding and taking charges and diving on the floor. I want to mention one more thing about your high school days, what people may not remember, I mean us old timers do, but how phenomenal of a track and field athlete you were, uh, a seven foot high jumper, I mean people just love to watch a high jump, you know a guy six one to be able to high jump seven feet and then you and Mark Wash you know were kind of the gold dust twins in the pole vault. Uh, not many schools uh, the size of McPherson had two bowl vaulters that was just incredible as you two were. Yeah, you know, again, track was just in the first, and it was such a big deal, you know, growing up. And I, I grew up, I could almost, you know, throw, throw a rock from my backyard to the track over there at Mac College. And um, so I was always over there, you know, I'd be in the gym shooting at Mac College with the track. It's just, just what we did. And, and you know, the, the AAU Junior Olympics with the Optimus Club there. Uh, virtually every kid in town when they were eight or nine years old would go and try it out. Some loved it, some didn't. The ones that loved it stayed with it. And, and uh, it was just part of my life. You know, my dad was a junior high track coach all those years and really loved loved track. And then, uh, yeah, with, with Mark Wash and the pole vault, uh, there was a group of pole vaulters in central Kansas that were just phenomenal. Not, not just, you know, a person, but right. you know, Burton. The, the guys down there, the Bryant Brothers, right. guys at, at Hutch Trinity, and um, it was just a group of really, really talented golfers, uh, vaulters, to get together, and help each other, and coach each other. And I think my, the best meet I ever had, uh, Darren Bryant or Andy Bryant, they were there watching, and they helped me with some little adjustments. And it's kind of, kind of a cool, 
bond that those guys have. Track guys are a little different than, than other guys anyway. But, uh, yeah, those were, those were fun experiences. Well, the reason that we're talking with Coach Henson this afternoon is that he is going to be in town next Thursday, April the 11th, to speak at Central Christian College, 7 o'clock at Greer Auditorium. I wanted to ask you what your message will be and, and what you'll be talking about next week and encouraging people to get out here. Yeah, just, just you know, there's a lot of parallels with some sports and life and the way we try to run our program here. Uh, there's a lot of different styles of coaching, certainly, and uh, a lot of styles work, whether you're talking X's and O's or just, just philosophically and uh, what I've learned with, with you know with my dad picked so much from my dad and, and, and coach Kruger was with him so long at the college level just uh, you know the way the way to go about running our program and those things can carry over uh, into life and when we, when we recruit we talk about recruiting high character guys we talk to our guys about how to conduct themselves on a daily basis so uh, we really appreciate the opportunity to, to speak there there at Central College and uh, looking forward to that and we'll talk a lot about um, you know, character and, and integrity and being selfless and, uh, and those kind of things and, and you know certainly you share some experiences and some of the people that I've uh, had the great fortune to, to encounter over the years and how they've impacted me and things I try to uh, relate to our players and, and things that other people can carry out into their, their daily lives. Well, before we let you go, the Final Four is coming up this weekend up in Minneapolis and I wanted to get your thoughts on what you think was going to happen and how this is going to play out this weekend. I know you're probably decently familiar with Texas Tech and at least with a lot of their personnel and with the way Coach Beard runs his program. I'm not sure if you've played them in the last couple of years, but how do you see the Final Four playing out this weekend? Well, those, those Auburn is, is just unique. They're, they're, they're kind of wild. Uh, they play so fast at times and shoot it freely. Um, I don't really have a very good feel for, you know, necessarily what to expect from them other than that they're going to you know, get after it. Those other three teams you know, are, are just so good defensively. Virginia's defense uh, they're, they're renowned for their defense. It's a little different I think maybe than, than uh, Texas Tech but it's interesting you know, Texas Tech, Michigan State if you were to rattle off you know, the top four or five toughest, toughest teams in the country physically, defensively you know, certainly Texas Tech and Michigan State would be in there and, and so in Virginia's defense, where they just keep keep people in front and make people shoot contested shots. Uh, those those three teams defensively are terrific, and obviously very talented on the offensive end as well. But they all have they all have an identity, you know. And uh, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. And, and uh, certainly wouldn't want to predict. Obviously, predicting any game in this, in this tournament is crazy. Just the way people play. There's so much emotion involved. Uh, the final four is such a terrific experience for the kids. It'll be fun to watch. Like I said, last week I thought was one of the best uh, best weekends of hoops in many, many years. Well, Coach Henson, we appreciate your time today, and we'll try and get as many people out there to Central next Thursday to see you speak, and hopefully we'll be able to get out there as well. Well, thanks so much for having me. Great talking to you guys. Well, fun interview that we did on Wednesday with Coach Steve Henson. Steve, did you enjoy it? I really did. And uh, he's got, you know, he, he hasn't changed any. He is, he's still the same old guy. Steve, we've got to take our final break. When we come back, I want your final four predictions coming up for Saturday, and we'll redirect everybody to midkansasonline.com. That work for you? That works for me. We'll take one more break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... 
Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up this week of According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, I want to get your excitement level for the Final Four in Minneapolis on a scale of 1 to 10 on Saturday evening. I'll say about an eight. So you are pretty excited. I'm pretty excited, yeah. I feel like there hasn't been as much of a buzz about this Once Final Duke Four. Once Duke got knocked out and Zion, who today was named AP Player of the Year, it's just like you got some teams that people just don't know that much about, so that's why I think they're not very interested. I'm going to make the statement here that I think the Final Four games on Saturday are going to be really good. I don't think they're going to be as good as the Elite Eight games. I think the Final Four games are going to be really good but I don't think the national championship game will be good. Where the last couple of years, it feels like the final four games haven't been very good, but the championship game has been really good. Yeah, and the Elite Eight games were just as good as, like Steve Henson said in his interview, those were some of the best Elite Eight games we've seen in a long, long time. Steve, I need your predictions. Auburn, Virginia, game one, 509, Jim Nance, hello friends, Bill Raftery, Grant Hill, Virginia. I got Virginia. I think uh, I think they're on a mission. I really do. I think losing in the first round last year to a 16 seed really unnerved them, and they have been chomping at the bit all year. Texas Tech, Michigan State, 749. I just don't think Texas Tech has enough offense. I think Michigan State gets it done. You feel good about those two I picks? I feel real good about those picks. I'm going to take Auburn, Ooh. and I'm going to take Texas Tech. So we're polar opposites. I'm taking those two teams. You're taking. You're going with the under. Well, actually, Texas Tech is a favorite. I saw they were a three and a half point favorite last. Michigan time. State is a two and a half point favorite. Okay. Well, then the lines moved. I don't think they've moved that much. <laughs> Texas Tech and Auburn. I'm taking the dogs. I feel good. There you go. Give me that money, Steve. There you go. Show me the money. We'll see how well you play on Saturday. All right. Wrapping up this week of According to Jim for Steve Sell. I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you on Monday. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.